Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be back. Um, so we were away for two Sundays now. We actually went to Kruger with my family. It was, well, my mom said I've been there before, but I was like three years old. So it was the first time that I've been present while being in the Kruger. And it was phenomenal, but it is good to be back. We really miss church. Miss you guys. I'm super excited just for, for this next while. Just I'm feeling what God has for us. Um, yeah, and I've, I've really hoped each and every one of you had a good break because we're going to run hard now, guys. We're going to run hard. There's a conference. There's a gathering. Jonathan Conrad is coming. So really just trusting for a fruitful time. And then just also just want to say, just maybe more for the new people, that we don't just want to have a Sunday service where, you know, we, we, we come here, we do announcements, we do three worship songs, someone says a 30-second prayer, and then we sit down, we, we listen to a preach, and then we go home. We really want to be people that follow the Spirit. So that's why, you know, during worship, God might say something or do something, and if it's of the Lord, we, we don't want to just move on. We actually want to go, okay, God, what do you want to do? So there's no set structure in terms of how we run a Sunday service. We really want to follow God. So we hold everything loosely, um, and we see what um, God wants to do. That does make sense? And then, just felt this during worship. Um, the Bible says we should, do, we should outdo one another with honor. Um, and that is something that we do want to do. So this morning, I actually just want to honor Brian and, and Nicola. You guys, yeah, you guys are amazing. And I really just felt God saying, you guys are really glue that keeps like, us to, to, together. The way that you love people and serve people, the way that you're faithful, it is really amazing. And you're such a, an example. Okay. So, well, yeah. Well, I think it's because it's your birthday as well. <laughs> so, well done. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, this morning, the title of my message is Just Do It. Where does that come from? Who knows? Nike. Everyone knows that. I don't know. I mean, it's a great marketing campaign because literally everyone knows just, just do it. And I really felt, um, and th this is something God's challenged me on, is just to encourage us that we have to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Um, he, in, his, in, in the word, he calls us to to hear his word, to listen to his word, and to obey his word. And actually, out of those three things, two, of, like, like two things are active and one thing is, is well, actually, all three is, is passive, but to hear his word and then to obey it is an active thing, and to do his word is an active thing. And in John 14, you can go read it. It, it says that if we love him, we will keep his commands. So God's love language, and I... Don't, I won't say this often, but God's love language is actually obedience. If we love Jesus, it doesn't matter what we say, and it, it doesn't matter actually how well we, we know the word, and we can have all the right answers, but at the end of the day, if we're not obeying his words, we actually don't um, love him, right? Which can be quite hectic, but it's, you know, it's, it's more of, of an encouragement, and we're going to have a look at that. So the first scripture we can have a look at is James 1. Verse 22 to 25, so it says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Which in there, that's quite powerful. Do what it says. 
Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law or the word that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. And when I read that, just go back to verse 22, please, Charlie. When I read this um, in my preparation, it was quite interesting because verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. And I was going, how do we deceive ourselves when we only hear his word? Like, I was trying to figure out how, how, how that works. And I just want to read it because I'm scared I'm going to mess it up. We think that the Holy Spirit is changing us when we hear, but only when we do the word does it take root in our lives and change us. So I just want to read, read it again. We can think that the Holy Spirit is changing us when we hear the word, but only when we do the word does it take root in our lives and change us. So the deception comes when we read the word and we hear the word and we think that's enough. That's enough for the Holy Spirit to actually um, change us. But it's actually in doing the word that the word takes root in our lives and the Holy Spirit changes us. Make sense? And then the example of looking in the mirror, when we look in the word and walk away not doing it, it is like a man who forgets what, what he looked like, what he looks like. So if the word is like a mirror, if we only hear us, it's like looking in, in the mirror and then walking away for forgetting what, what you look like. But when we do the word, when we look into the word and we do the word, that is when it actually changes us. And in Matthew 21, verse 28 to 32, this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees. And he says, Why do you think there was a man who had two sons? He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. And he answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? And the Pharisees answered the first. So ultimately, it's us doing that will tell us if we are obedient to God or not. Um, in this parable, the Pharisees heard the words of Jesus. But that didn't actually compel them to listen to his word and actually to obey. And Jesus in this parable was actually saying... You know, ultimately you can hear and you can say, yes, that makes sense and I'll, I'll do it, but you don't do it. Rather than the son who said, actually, I, I won't do it, but then he, he um, changed his, his, his mind. But just, yeah, I just want to bring balance here because I'm not saying that it's only about your actions and your doing. That's the only thing God looks at because God does look at our heart and he does look at our motives and sometimes we can do stuff out of selfish ambition or, in, improper, or impure motives or things like that. So this is a, um, th this is a guy walking on a, on a tightrope, right? So there has to be, be balance. You can't only lean towards just doing, 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 doing. Because, because God does have to work in our hearts and he does look at our hearts and the motive of, of our hearts. But you also just can't lean the other way where we go, oh, but God only looks at the heart. It doesn't really matter what, what, what we do. So we need to bring a fine um, balance here. Um, thanks. Yeah. Rent a crowd right in front here. 
Um, so there is a tension between God looking at the motive of our hearts. Sorry, I've been told I need to keep this mic still. God looking at the motives of our hearts, but also doing the word. Um, but this morning, I just want us to encourage us just to be careful that we hear and obey and that we not just listen. Because we are privileged, as Josh Jen, we are privileged to be in a field of um, churches that are quite healthy. So for those who don't know, we obviously Josh Jen, but we are part of a field of churches across the world called 412, which is an apostolic field. And we, we are, I mean, I'm saying this, I really am saying this humbly, I'm not joking, but we are a healthy church or a healthy field. Um, and over the years, I've heard every now and again, someone from the outside that's not part of us would, would come into our field and they would kind of join our services and, you know, our lives. And they would actually go, you guys don't know what you've got. If you, if you, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying Josh is the only healthy field. I'm just saying we are healthy. And people will come in from the, in, from the outside and, and they'll go, guys, you really don't know what you've got, like, this is a, a, a healthy movement or a healthy field. Um, and sometimes we don't communicate properly and we'll say, you know, Josh Jane values or, you know, Josh Jane, Josh Jane, Josh Jane. And it's not actually about Josh Jane. It's actually about kingdom values. So sometimes we do miss, I mean, it is our fault. Sometimes we'll say Josh Jane values, but it's, it's, we're not trying to pursue Josh Jane values. We are trying to pursue kingdom values. We are trying to go... What does the word say? And, and let's, let's live like that. So what does the word say about healthy New Testament Christianity? And then we devote ourselves to, to, to that. It's not Josh Jen. It's kingdom. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and the analogy that I want to use is almost like a steak. Uh, well, not almost like. It is like a steak analogy. Who loves a, a good steak? <clears throat> I was expecting more, but anyway... Maybe I should use another example here. Huh? With veg, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> so if you have a steak once a month, right, you're going to enjoy that steak. You're going to make sure that you cook it pro properly. Hopefully you'll bry it. And I just... <laughs> you'll make sure you might not have money, but you, you might just add like a mushroom sauce to it because you don't have it often, so you really want to enjoy it. And each time you have that steak once a month, you'll enjoy it and you'll be grateful and it'll be amazing. But as soon as you start having steak more often, so let's say you start having steak, you know, you get a raise in your salary and now you go, I'm going to have steak three times a week. Like, there's a danger that you won't enjoy that steak anymore because you're having it more often, right? So you might overcook it once or you might say, oh, I'm not going to have a mushroom sauce, um, and it doesn't really matter if I don't cook it to perfection because I'm going to have another one in three days. So it becomes mundane and it doesn't hold the same value because you have it often. And I feel we just need to be careful in Josh in 412 that that, does, that doesn't happen to us because we get a lot of good input. Right? I mean, we, we have the gathering coming up. We have the conference coming up. We often hear Andrew Selly who leads this, this field. We often hear him talk. We had Dion Dalport here a few months ago or weeks ago. We had Mark Tufay here. We really have good input. And we can quickly drift from hearing the different input but not actually doing it because we get it so often. 
And we just, I just want to encourage us, we just need to be careful that we don't just hear the different input from, you know, the um, different people and the different context. And we say, well, that's actually great. And we don't actually, actually do it. Does it make sense? Um, and also just to be careful that we don't create a culture of picking and choosing. So where we go, you know, like the Bible does say they devoted themselves to the apostolic. And I do believe the, the, the value of the apostolic is something God wants to massage into us. And I'll speak more ab about that now. But we just have to be careful where we don't become a people where we go, okay, well, the, the gathering is at the end of the month. The conference is at the end of September. I'm not actually too keen for, for the conference due to whatever reasons, so I'll go to the gathering. Or I don't want to go to the gathering because of something else, but I'll make sure that I get to, to the conference. Now, I'm saying this with grace because life happens, and we're all busy, and sometimes you just can't go to, to, to something. We just have to be careful that we don't just, you know, that, that we devote it because the Bible says we devote it and we don't create a pick and choose culture. Because we have so much input from great guys and great leaders and great contents, and, and, and we can read so much stuff, but I, I, actually, at the end of the day, we actually don't actually do it because something else will come up in the next few days, or I'll make sure that I go to that or I'll listen to that. So we have to make sure that we keep our hearts soft. Does that make sense? Are you guys with me? Thank you. So I do want to use the 412 conference and the gathering as an example. But before I do that, I just want to... <clears throat> so talking about the gathering and the 412 conference, in this last few weeks, we have often from the front highlighted this and the importance of the gathering and, 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 and the conference. And for those that, that don't know, we have a Joshian gathering at, at the end of this month. And that is essentially where all the city-wide churches, which is quite, quite a few guys, they'll come together on a Saturday night. And someone like Andrew, or, I mean, it's normally Andrew, who leads this, will just kind of tell us what's happening in the life of the church. If there's any new church plants or any leadership changes or whatever it is, that would get kind of discussed there. But then we also have some apostolic input from someone. And I think, I don't want to lie to you, it, it, it is Ryan, eh? It's going to be Ryan Kingsley, who is seen as an apostolic voice. Um, he leads the church in Benoni, as I think Dee mentioned that. Um, and we get to worship with all the other congregations. And like the kids' church like groups are amazing, like kids get saved there, and it's just such an awesome opportunity just to come together and see the bigger picture, that it's not just Josh and Weinberg. It, we're part of something bigger. So that's the gathering. And then the 412 conference, just for those who don't know, that's a conference at the end of September, that, 20, that weekend of the 23rd. And that, that is literally a conference where people, 412 guys from all over the world come to South Africa, in Cape Town, for a weekend. And it is just a time of, of friendship, building, apostolic teaching, getting to know other people. You can camp. It, it is an opportunity for us to open our homes, to be devoted to, to strangers and to show hospitality. And it's just a moment that we can have together as an apostolic field. Um, and I really, like, God, because, so this is, I don't want to say this, this is a good idea because I want guys to, I mean, I obviously want you to go, 
But I'm not a marketing guy here who, who wants to see 60 tickets sold in, in um, Josh and now I can tick my box. It is about going, the Bible says we shouldn't be devoted to the apostolic, we should be devoted to fellowship, and, and we, should be, we should give our lives. And if we are people that does that, then a conference and a gathering is something that we have to do, right? Because that's what the Word says. It's not a good idea from me or from Andrew. We don't think, uh, you know, this up and go, well, let's, you know, it is a biblical idea. And this is a way that we can be biblical, right? Um, and because it's in the Bible, what happens is God will often take us forward and we'll grow one step at a time. But what happens at, at these moments is God takes us forward 10 rows at a time. So, you, so people will get breakthrough. There was such an emphasis on holiness last year at the conference. And God does amazing things. So, it is, so the, the, the heart behind this is to, for, for, for God to take you forward individually, but also as, as a body to, to um, take us forward. Um, and I'm saying, really, I'm saying this with a lot of encouragement and grace. And I'll, I'll give you some examples of our own life. But the question that I, that I want to ask is, are we hearers of this? So do we hear, okay, oh, the gathering is going to be important, the conference is going to be important, or are we doers? Are we going, I can see this in the Bible, and because it's in the Bible, I'm going to devote my, myself to, to this. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, it's... it's I'm not going to put it on there, but we often quote Acts 2, verse 42 to 47, right? Which is kind of Josh Jane's, I want to say slogan, but Josh Jane's scripture verse, which says they devoted themselves to the apostolic teaching, to fellowship, etc., etc. And I did mention this the last time as well, but in Acts 2, verse 2, 2 verse 37, this is just after Peter preached. So the Holy Spirit fell, Peter preached, and then people got saved. And it says, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. They were convicted. And said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And then Peter tells them, and then verse 42 comes where it says they devoted themselves. So devotion, and I did say this last time, devotion does come out of con conviction. So the question that I want to ask this morning is, are we still, are our hearts soft? And are we still convicted? And, and do we allow that we still the Holy Spirit to still convict us that these things are important, or are we only hearers? And I was worried when I was kind of going through this in the week, I was worried that people would think I'm trying to manipulate you or something like that, and I'm really not. Like, I remember last year, so those that don't know, my second daughter was born two months early last year, um, so it, and she was in ICU for a month last year. Like this time, she's almost a, a year old, which is amazing. Um, but for a month, we, we basically had to drive to the hospital for th every three hours so that my wife can try to feed her because they were saying she needs to be able to obviously feed for, for, for us to be able to take her home. So it was like an, an exhausting time. It really was hectic. And that was in August, which was just before the Fort Worth conference. And I remember having this conversation with Ross, going, Ross, and I just, sorry, I just started a new job on the 1st of July. So I was like, new job, new baby, it was hectic at, at home, and there was some other stuff as well, like car problems and everything at once, and I was really tired. 
Um, at the end of, so I'm a school teacher, so at the end of that term, the four to five conference is normally in the school holidays there. So I was, it, it, it was hectic. It was my first term um, as well, and I was very tired, and I was broken, actually. And I said, Ross, I really don't want to go to the four to five conference. I really just need time just to, you know, obviously help my wife, um, but also just to be at home. Um, and Ross actually said, like he, and I mean, the response will be different to every, every one of us, but he actually said, you, you can decide. And I remember driving back from work one afternoon thinking about this, and I just felt God saying, to be devoted means you are devoted when it's not easy. And I want you to go to the conference. And I was like, oh. I didn't buy tickets because I didn't plan to go, but by God's grace, we, we were able to get tickets and I went, and it was phenomenal. Like, God spoke to me so, so clearly just about the next season, about my work, about all, all, all this. And really, he gave me a life. He gave me life, and he gave me a love for, for this. So um, I'm saying this with a lot of grace because um, I do realize life happens. And I do realize sometimes finances is a problem. FYI, if finances is a problem for the 412 conference, that can't be your excuse. If you really want to go but you don't have finances, we can, we, we can make a plan. Side note. Um, so, in the days to come, I really just want every one of you to prayerfully consider what I'm saying um, and just going to the conference and devoting yourselves and not only, year, be, not only to be hearers but to be doers as, as well. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have much time because 80% of the tickets has already been sold out. So there's, there's 20% in terms of seats left. So if you do want to go, we, we do need to hustle. Um, because I really believe God will take us forward here because it's a biblical value. The apostolic, to be devoted to the apostolic is a biblical value. Um, and then I also just want to encourage families to go. So last year we went as a family. And at the 412 conference, they only... You guys must help me, yeah? But I think only from six and up, kids can go to kids' church, eh? Six or, yeah, yeah, six or, or seven. So if your kids are below that, they do have like a kid's zone where you can sit with your children. But I know it is a sacrifice. And I know the temptation comes where, where families go, only one guy will go or one person will go. And the, the other, like the mom or the dad, would say I'm with the kids. But I really want to in, encourage you guys. Take your families. You're setting, you're setting an example and you do get input, even though it's not like the way that you expect it. Jocelyn often shares. Where's Jocelyn? She's here somewhere. She was here somewhere. Oh. So she, she'll often share how God has done stuff over the years when she went, just because she, she wanted to be obedient, even though she wasn't necessarily in, in the service or, or something. Um, and I'm saying this with a lot of grace. I don't want it to be heavy. I hope it's not heavy. <laughs> Because I understand life is, is busy. There's a lot of challenges. Sometimes you just can't go. I just want to ask, ask, ask the question just to make sure that your heart is soft and that you hear the word of the Lord and that there's still a conviction. And sometimes you'll have a conviction and you won't be able to go, and that's fine. This is not a, a tick box exercise. I just want to massage the value in of the apostolic and being doers of, of the word. So this is not a squeaky clean preach. This is a family moment. Um, we're not here to, deli to deliver the best preach, but we are here to activate each one of us to run in what God has, has for us. 
Uh, moments like the gathering and the 412 conference are moments that God activates us. Um, so I do, yeah, like I said, I do feel in next season God does want to, to highlight and massage the, the value of the apostolic in, in, into us. And for the next two weeks, that is something that we are going to do in our community groups. We are going to talk about this. And Jeff is, is, is also going to preach on this next week. So really, like just for the next two weeks, really open up your hearts. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring conviction. And if you have any questions about this, you're more than welcome to obviously come talk to me or talk to your, your comm leaders or, or, or anyone like this, like that. So the Bible says we are a priesthood of believers. And 4.12 comes from the scripture, Ephesians 4 verse 12, which I quickly want to read. Sorry, Charlie, caught you off, off guard there. <laughs> so Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 13. It was he, and that he is Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. And this is the reason for these gifts, is to prepare God's people, us, because we are God's people, for works of service. In other words, doers, being doers, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Just, just hold it there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So God give, he, he gives us these gifts, right, to prepare us for our works of service, so to be doers and to walk in what God has for us. Um, so that the body of Christ may be built up. So in other words, we may be built up one another because we are a priesthood of believers. We don't build with the main man at the front and he's kind of, he's it. We are a priesthood of our believers. Each one of us needs to build and needs to do our works of service and needs to run and, and fulfill what God has for us. And as we do that, as we bring our gifts and what God has put in each and every one of us, the body of Christ is, is a bold up. Does that make sense? Okay, thanks, Sean. You can go. And then, so we do this until we all reach unity and the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. So that knowledge of Son of God, as we do this, God reveals himself to us. As we do this, we get to know God deeper and more intimately and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So God brings maturity through this. So, this is not, this is for your benefit. And as you benefit from this, we all benefit from, from this. Um, so, one of the ways that God does this scripture is through the conference and it will be through, through the gatherings and there will be other things in our context. Um, yeah, so I really want to massage the value of the apostolic into your hearts. So please just open your, up your hearts in the next few weeks. We, like I said, we are going to discuss this in community groups. Um, and if you have questions, please ask. If you want to go to the 412 app, there's an a, a app that you can download. Andrew also speaks on what is the apostolic there as well. So you're you welcome to, to go check that, that out as well.